Hey y'all, it's Dr. Janae. What's up? It's Raven and we are your favorite teacher therapist duo. And this is Houston Healing, a podcast about all things mental health, but most importantly, a safe space for Black people. Our mission is to dialogue, find support, and share resources that help in our healing journeys. And I say our healing journeys because we too are learning and growing every day. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, y'all. So today we are talking about intentionality. And this is one area that I have vowed to become better in um, because I am a person who most likely goes with the flow, very absent minded, a lot of assuming, right? Like I just assume things are going to happen and it takes a lot for me to put in the work. Um, and I know that very few people take the time to put in the work to be a great friend, a great partner, a great family member. And in past relationships, I have been told that it is sometimes uneven. And that has made me want to work on on just being better, being more intentional with my friends, my relationships, with my family, even in the workplace. Um, mm-hmm. Just putting the work in to make sure that people that I love and care about feel valued. And so I know for some folks, it's something that naturally comes to them. And I know for you, Janae, there's been things that you've intentionally done, even in our friendship where I'm like, oh, damn, like I need to be better. You know, like the care packages or the cards or just just little things where I'm like, I need to take the time to do that. And so I know that intentionality is very important for you in all your relationships. And I just want to know where did that come from? Yeah, Um I think that's a really good question that I've, you know, obviously sat with and thought about in various chapters of my life from a personal perspective, from a professional one. And when I think about like intentionality and it is something that I hold in high regard, um, honestly, I really believe that the first person that ever modeled it for me or showed me what that looked like was my grandmother. Um, I mm-hmm. always tell people that my grandmother was my blueprint for unconditional love. Like everything she did, everything mm-hmm. that she embodied was just intentionality. So mm-hmm. I had that example early on in my life for most of my life until she passed a few years ago. And I think it didn't really connect because it was just so natural and it was mm-hmm. our norm. It yeah. didn't connect until she passed. And when she did mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone was reaching out to me and sending and expressing their condolences. I remember um, like the first time somebody had, you know, was like, I'm sorry for your loss. And I know Mm -hmm. how hard it must be to lose, you know, the person who raised you. And I was like, that was weird, but okay. Mm -hmm. And then another person who wasn't connected to person one had said something similar. And then a third person had said again, something about how difficult it is to lose the, like your parental figure. Yeah. And I remember asking that last person, (laughs) I was like, who told y'all that? Like, like, where did you get that? My grandmother like raised Mm -hmm. me and it was, it was funny, like in in retrospect and in Mm -hmm. hindsight that that was the vibe that people got from our relationship. Mm -hmm. And it was so funny because my grandmother didn't raise me. She was absolutely present in my life, but I was raised by my mom. Um, But not only did she not raise me, my grandma lived in a different state from the, from about age six until I was about 20. She moved back to the state that I was in when I was like a sophomore in college. But mm-hmm. from age six to 20, me and my grandma didn't even live in the same state. So it just really spoke to 
our bond and our connection, mm-hmm. which she fostered for people, for outsiders to just assume like my grandma raised me because of how close yeah. we were, how tight we were. And so I just thought like, how would people get that idea? So I just thought about like from as early as I can remember everything about how she moved and operated with me and my siblings, her other grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just speaking from my relationship with her is it was just everything about it was intentional. Like you, she had to create space for us to have the relationship that we had being in different states. Like I remember when I would get money for my birthday or holidays, like once I would have enough and like a break was coming up, spring break, summer break, whatever. I was like, oh, I'm going to see my grandma. Like yeah. that's what I wanted to do with my time and my coin. I was like, all that other stuff y'all talking about, like I'm finna see my that. grandma. Yes, yes. And so it was just that bond that we had. And I think about, again, her being in a completely different state when I was a little kid and like I cannot think of a milestone moment, regardless of like how insignificant it is Mm -hmm. in retrospect. She was always there. Like, and my grandma did not live like a lavish life where she just had money at her whim. Like, Mm -hmm. so I was like, again, it was the intentionality of carving out your, you know, your PTO, saving up your money to get on the flight, you know, making sure you sent a gift. Like, and I didn't think about those things in the moment as I was growing up. It was just like, if something just came, my my grandma going to be there. Like, you know what I'm saying? She's going to be there. And so in thinking about it in her passing and when I realized how individuals saw her and saw our relationship, I was like, damn, like I knew my grandma had me. I knew she held me down, but I was just like, It was in that moment that I was like, wow. And I really feel like that's kind of why, again, you know, you're not the only friend to be like, girl, you really be checking in. You're really present. You really care. But I'm like, I, that's where I got it from. That was Mm -hmm. the the model that I saw. Um, Even when I would talk to my family that like, I wasn't really close to my grandmother's family because again, I grew up in California and they didn't, but like, they always knew what was going on because she steadily was bragging and celebrating I me. Love and it that. was yes. pictures. And, you yes. know, if I had an award, she wanted a copy she of it. Like, so yes. it was just like, you know, that's what we think about as grandmas in general, mm-hmm. but like, she was just that grandma and it was, it was just second nature. So when I, you know, a word that I think of when I think about my grandmother is just effortless, like everything mm-hmm. about how she modeled and, and showed the way that she cared about people, specifically me, was just effortless. It was never anything that I think um, she had to think about. It was just like, yes. I love you. You my grandchild and I'm the favorite and one, you know, and I will, I will go on record to say that. To say that. Let, to say that. <laughs> if you want to fight about it, you can fight about it. But if fact Maybe is a fact. Outside. I said what I said. So she was just, she was just so effortless. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's where it came from with me. I think about, go ahead. At any point, did she make you feel like, I don't want to say guilty, but like I'm doing these things for you Mm -mm. and you should, Mm because sometimes I think when we are, well, let me speak for myself personally, right? There's moments where I have to take that ego out, right? And I Mm -hmm. have to make sure that I'm doing something with intention not to be repaid or not to like Mm -hmm. have someone, not to buy someone's love, right? Mm -hmm. Because I want to do that. So at any moment as the grandchild, when she saw you, did she, oh, you know, oh, you acting like that, Janae? Remember I gave you, you know, I gave you $20 for your birthday and look at you just had to, you know No, no. And that's why it didn't really click until Mm -hmm. she was gone. I was like, dang, like, cause it was, that was just our life. That's how we just navigated my entire life until she passed. And so, like, and it was, it was beyond just being a little kid. Cause we often mm-hmm. think about these relationships, like all of the grand sure, and yeah. all of that stuff. But even as an adult, like I remember being a freshman in college, like in like clockwork, she would send me a care package to mm-hmm. get through 
order. I and knew about your grandma in, in undergrad. Like I knew, it, yes. It, it kept me through. I didn't have yes. to worry about toiletries and mm-hmm. hygiene. And she would throw in, you know, again, my favorite snacks and all of that stuff. And it was just like, and and for me, it was just a continuation again of something she had always done. Mm-hmm. Like, because again, she wasn't able to be present for every holiday. But my grandma, and you know this, my grandma did not play with Easter baskets. She mm-hmm. used to send us this elaborate box with the green little stringy plastic that, you know, that's that the, like, grass, all yes. of that with, yeah, the little grass with all of our favorite candies and cards and stuffed animals. And so we just got so accustomed to that. And then she extended it beyond Easter. It turned into Halloween. Of course, for Christmas, she was physically mm-hmm. there with her, with her presence and her presence, but every holiday, it, I mean, like St. Patrick's Day, like we don't give a damn about St. Patrick's yeah, Day, but she but- would send us something, just be like, oh, I can't be there. And so when she started sending me care packages in college, it was funny because it was super nostalgic to my childhood, but mm-hmm. it just showed she never missed a beat. So even when my life transitions looked differently, she still was there. She's like, okay, we, you know, we be on the grass and the Easter eggs and yeah. all that, but here's how I can support yeah, some you. Other stuff. Here's yeah. how I can help you navigate mm-hmm. this experience. Um, I love- and so- I love what you said. Here's how I can support you here is how I can help you navigate this experience. Mm-hmm. Like through that, that's what you felt she was doing. Yeah. Which I think is I like mean, I wasn't about thing. to call her and be like, can you help me with this paper? Um, <laughs> yes. You know, I'm trying to select my classes, but she's like, here's how other I can ways help. I can support this, you. Yeah. you know, yeah. And so I used to look forward to them and I'm like, oh, they got me through because listen, navigating college and trying to, mm-hmm. you know, pay for everything and buy books and have money in your pocket, like, so it, and it wasn't it wasn't just the physical things that she sent. It was just, mm-hmm. again, her checking in, knowing like it was super funny because I remember when I graduated high school and she's like, OK, you're ready to go to college. Like, what are we about to do? And she had a fixed income. And she's like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. And I remember her telling me she wanted to get me some luggage. And I was like, oh, girl, like that's <laughs> no like luggage. Like I'm 18 years old. I was like, help me or, you know, help me decorate my dorm. And she yeah. was kind of looking like, well, you're going to need luggage. I'm like, why would I need luggage? Yeah. And so she, you know, ultimately I won. I won that battle. Definitely did not win the war. But the she five ended piece up, luggage? <laughs> no, listen, listen. She was like, OK. She was like, you want to decorate your dorm? Like, mm-hmm. bitch, you need luggage. But I got you. So she, I remember she gave me a Target gift card. So I went in there, you know, swiping, thought I was. Mm-hmm doing it and have my little dorm decked out child when it was time to go home on the weekends i was going home with grocery bags oh. just looking raggedy <laughs> like but but it was and i i still think about that like she tried to put me on and i was but again she was like this is what you want this is what's going to make you happy mm. this is what's going to make you feel like you got it together like i love that talking yeah. about but i got you so it wasn't just the gifts or the monetary mm-hmm. items. It was just her checking in and knowing what I needed. And mm-hmm. even when I thought I knew what I needed, she was like, okay, girl, like I'm gonna let you be your own person. Um, again, writing letters, like phone calls. She was just in every way. She was just present and intentional and showing up. Mm-hmm. She modified her time zone to match mine so that we could talk, you know? So it was just so many things, but I, I feel like that was my first example of intentionality and yeah. I just took it and it was such it was of such value to me that I wanted to make sure that that is what I brought into my relationships, mm-hmm. every single type of relationship. Um, and then in reflecting on the question even more deeply, and I'm thinking about it from like a peer context, um, the other person that I really feel like showed me intentionality was my one of my best friends that I met my freshman year of high school, my best friend, Brennan, um, and he passed away a few months ago. And I actually talked about this at his funeral um, when his mother asked me to speak. And it's just 
it's very similar to my grandma. It's just like mm-hmm. people that you meet, that you connect with, and they just rock with you, like in every way, shape mm-hmm. and form, like they got you no matter what. And so it was funny because when he came to our high school, he was a year older than me. So he was a sophomore and we knew of one another. We hung out with similar people, but we didn't talk. We didn't have any classes together. We had never interacted personally. And one day, I remember it was a, a weekday and it was after school and I was going to the mall um, oh, by myself. So I don't, I don't know why I was going to the mall by myself because who mentioned to go to the, the mall? <laughs> it's clearly I had something to do. I had somewhere to yeah. be because I was walking with a purpose, but I wasn't with nobody. So I don't know if my mom sent me in there. I don't know what it was, but I remember. It probably was walking. a spare day at school and you need to get started. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't too big into spirit day. So I don't know, but maybe who knows? That was girl. That was ages ago. But I remember walking into the mall and I was again on my mission to go wherever I was trying to go. And he was walking out mm-hmm. of the mall. He was by himself as well, which again, don't nobody do that at that stage yeah. of life. You always with your friends, you know, you at the mall trying to see what's popping. You trying yes. to go to the movies. So we walk past, we cross paths. And I, like, I literally can visualize where in the mall we were. We were in front of a jewelry store and he was like super shy. And so he was like, he looked at me and was like, what's up, Janae? And I just looked at him because we had never spoke never to one another. To the months that he had been at the school and I was like, what's up, Brennan? And he kept going his way and I kept going mine. And we never figured out like how that transpired into a friendship. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if we went to school the next day and was like, hey, what's up? We're friends yeah. now. Like, but we just became friends. And from that moment, like that was honestly my dog. Like no matter what, like we were, we, we were connected and we were very different in a lot of ways. Like at first, like I said, he was super shy. He was reserved. But once he like broke out of his shell, he was social butterfly, like life of the party, like in girl, you know, that's, that's not me. That's, it was never yes. me. Like, yes. so we, we were opposite in a lot of ways, but we still maintained our friendship and we were able to authentically be ourselves. Mm, and that's important. He yes. never tried to change me. I never tried to change mm-hmm. him. Like he would force me to go out and turn up and I'm like, Ooh. and then at other times I'd be like, I'm not trying to turn up. Like, and Let's, so we just, we balanced one another out. Um, again, dating myself, this is, this is iPod <laughs> days. So he was my personal DJ. Like, like he used to have my iPod on point and we listened to similar music. Like we talk in mixtape Wayne, Gucci Mane, like mm-hmm. all of, you know, the, the hip hop times at, at that moment. Um, but I had a more diverse taste in music. So <laughs> I would give my little playlist and I'd be like, okay, this is what I want. I had two iPods. It's a long story. I thought somebody stole the iPod. My daddy bought me a new one. Then I found the old one. So I had like my rap, hip hop, trap. Got iPod, you. And then I had my like, you know, various artists, you know, my white girl stuff on the other one. I was going to say punk. You're a little, yes. <laughs> Listen, child, (laughs) don't do it. (laughs) And so I used to give him a list and he'd be like, I want to put this shit on my computer. I want it. This is LimeWire days, child. I don't want to download this. But he would come to school the next day talking shit, but he would hand me my little iPod with all the stupid music that he hated. And so again, it was just like, I don't rock with what you listening to, but I see you. I got you. Got like, you. I'm, I'm going to hold you down. I'm not going to try to force you to listen. He would always try to put some little other mixtape on my, you know, my real, my main iPod. I'm like, I don't listen to this. Like, yes. so it's just like little memories like that, that I think of. Um, but I think one of the most intentional things that I equate to our friendship was, again, like I talk about us being very different and he was outside and functioning and mm-hmm. I was not. And so we were always trying to like balance that out. But when we would like, 
when time would go by and we weren't kicking it as much at school um, or outside of school, he just one day woke up and instituted bestie day. And it was just like, if I call this day, like we're kicking it. I don't care what you thought mm-hmm. you was doing. Like we're going somewhere, we're going whether somewhere, it's yeah. to the movies. He's like, we want to get food. Like you're just kicking it, watching a show at my house. And I used to be like, what? Well, he would just literally be like, mm. he would just sit there and be like, it's been a couple of weeks. It's bestie day. Let's do yeah. in school just to hang out. And so again, I just think about like, the intentionality behind like you're somebody that I see that I value. Mm-hmm. I value this friendship. We're different. We're on different paths. We're doing our own thing, but we need to make time and space. To pause, to, yeah. Yeah. To ensure that we are, mm-hmm. are we're watering this friendship. Yeah. And so it was just, it was an experience that I wasn't ever familiar with maybe because me and my other friends were more similarly aligned or we were in the same grade level. I'm not sure what it was, but it was just, even as an adult, you know, moving away for, for college, moving out of state for grad school, like all these life transitions, when I would talk to people from school, like you still talk to Brandon. I'm like, hell yeah, I still talk to Brandon. Like, that's my dog. (laughs) Like, what you mean? Like, so it just, our friendships Mm -hmm. to the test of time, um, up until he passed in, in May of this year. Number one thing that really had me tripping was when we were growing up, he was like my first friend to say, I love you. And it was so weird to me because I was just raised where she halfway said, I love you and your family. And you really only said, (laughs) you really only said, I love you in a romantic situation. And this is not that. This was my Mm -hmm. dog, my platonic homeboy. And so when he used to be like, bestie, I love you. I love you. I used to be like, this really my dog. Like, what the hell? And like, he was yeah. my, like, he was the first person that had me telling my friends that I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's crazy to think. Cause that's the last thing he honestly said to me the week before he passed away. Um, when we were talking about his daughter's birthday party and he was just like, bestie, I love you. And so I carry that with me, obviously, like it's, it's a bittersweet set of words that, mm-hmm. you know, my best friend said to me, but it just reminds me when I chronicle like our friendship, like it was so intentional. And again, with, with it being one of my first, friendships from high school that I carried mm-hmm. on into my adult years. I just feel like when I think about my grandmother and when I think about Brendan, I'm like, man, it was two intentional ass yeah. people. Like they really set the tone for me and how I navigate all of my relationships. Um, Cause it was just so organic with the both it, of them. Yeah. I was going to say they both seemed, I mean, even Brennan, the story, it seemed effortless, just like your grandmother it seemed like it didn't really, it wasn't a heavy lift for him. And and both of those relationships, like, like you said, he was the first person to share. I love you. That's something that you start doing. Your grandmother, Mm -hmm. who I know you do the Easter, all the baskets for your kids, all the baskets. (laughs) And so like those are big lessons that you got from them, which I think is is amazing. And Mm -hmm. in those relationships, how did you how did they make you feel? It's it's honestly like when when I think about it, it's just. I felt seen. I felt mm-hmm. validated. Like I was like the words and the actions aligned. It was like, mm-hmm. I'm your family. Like, I love you. I'm your grandma and everything she did and all the way she walked, she, and all the way she walked, she modeled that. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with my best friend. Like, Hey, I'm gonna tell you, I'm your best friend. I got you. Like I'm your ride or die. Like we really, like we really rock. And so all of the actions match the words. So it was just this validation and it was, it allowed me to recognize, like I can be I can mm-hmm. be myself around you all. I could be vulnerable. Again, I can sit with you and ride in your civic and blast, yeah. you know, music <laughs> at ignorant levels. But I also can listen to this other stuff on my mm-hmm. iPad and you, you helping to facilitate it. You're not like, I will plug that up. Hey, we listening to this today. And that's that on that. You know what I'm saying? Or again, I knew that no matter the holiday, if it was minuscule or something that I was really bought into, my grandma was going to make it a point to be like, hey, I'm thinking of you. I'm celebrating yes, this day yeah. with you from afar. So it just made me feel seen and validated. Um, 
And it's a good feeling. It's it's yes. a good feeling to know and it's a good feeling to give to other people. Mm-hmm. I I love that. Like you can I can be myself. I can make mistakes. I can do whatever. But I know at the end of the day, you're still going to show up for me. You're yeah. still going to be here regardless mm-hmm. of that. And I think that is like what a lot of us aspire to have in our relationships that I can be my true self. I don't have to put on this front. Like, yeah. And I also love how you shared how with Brendan, like there was time that went by and he was like, yo, we had, we, there's some time mm-hmm. like on this day, we doing this. I don't give a fuck what you doing. Mm-hmm. We yeah, doing honestly, this. Truly. Sometimes, yes. And sometimes <laughs> in our, you know, with work or with life, things get, you know, tied down, but kind of going back to step one and like, Ooh, it's been some time. Like, we on this date, we doing this, like we did your mm-hmm. school, we going to the mall, we doing something. And mm-hmm. with those, like I, I shared a little bit about the things that you do, even there's something that I do that I would love, I'm going to talk about that I got from you that I start doing to be more intentional. But what did you learn from them about being more intentional and like what lessons or gems did you take that you see yourself doing now in your relationships? I really just learned like the importance of it, the importance of making sure you give people their flowers when they can still smell mm-hmm. them. Because, again, I'm talking about two people who I can't physically hand flowers to anymore. So mm-hmm. I learned that I learned, um, again, being present in the moment because we mm-hmm. all are on borrowed time. And I've thought about, you know, I've thought given thought to like, how did these people know to be intentional? Because, again, like when you ask me the question, mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm attributing it to them. But I'm like, how yeah. do they know? And mm-hmm. I can only speculate, honestly, at this point. But knowing what I know, obviously, about my grandma, I'm just like, I really think that my grandma's commitment to being intentional and to being present came from like a lack of just knowing about her childhood or upbringing, Mm -hmm. like the time that she grew up in. Um, And so I think that she probably went through life not being seen or not feeling Mm -hmm. like people showed up for her. So she made that commitment. So even out of a trauma or a lack or a deficit model, she was like, no, this is who I'm going to be. And she walked in that. Um, With Brendan, I think it was the opposite. I think it was, he had an abundance of Mm -hmm. love and intentionality. Like he comes from like an amazing family. He has the most wonderful parents. He has a super loving older sister, like that have opened up their homes, like then and now to everybody. So I think that like, that was just modeled for him. And that was something that was a very common theme at his funeral. Everyone was talking about like, man, he was just, everybody loved him. He got along with everybody. Like he was friendly to everyone, like no matter who you were. And I just think it was because of the environment his family cultivated for him. So Mm -hmm. I think that's super important because regardless of which positionality you come from, whether you didn't have intentionality laid out for you or you did, you still have to make that commitment to Mm -hmm. walk in it and for that to be a part of your identity. Yeah. And I think that's something like for me, it's something that I I really didn't have. I mean, if I think about relationships, there's probably somewhere I can see the it being modeled. But mm-hmm. I think the difference is certain things that fit that fits you, right? There are things that I yeah. can do that can be intentional, but to make that person feel valued. And I think that is when we've had conversations like this before, I'm like, damn, am I doing things that makes that person feel valued, right? I can be doing the things, but is it yeah. in the mark? Because it's an individual thing. And exactly. that's the thing. a lot of times we try to do a one size fits all or a mm-hmm. blanket into it. But I think the bigger thing with intentionality before we get into that is when you hear the word intentionality, most people attribute it to romance, yes. to romantic relationships, to love, to partnership. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not just that. Like I just talked about my grandma, my best friend, like two of the furthest things from romantic in my life, but they were the most some of the most intentional relationships I've ever held. And so I think that 
you know, a lot of people talk about that. My spouse, my Mm -hmm. my domestic partner, my life partner, my man, my woman. And it's bigger than that. You know, it absolutely has to exist. Intentionality must be present in our romantic relationships, but it's in all facets of our Mm -hmm. lives. Um, It extends to your your work environment, your colleagues. You can still be an intentional colleague, an intentional boss. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know you talk a lot about intentionality as it pertains to the romantic realm. So like, you know, what have you, you talked about intentionality is something that you're trying to better navigate. You know, you've been told by partners like, Hey, this is, you know, one-sided or I feel like you're not showing up. So mm-hmm. what are some, some things that you would share about your experience with intentionality as it pertains to romantic love? Oh, I think, well, one big thing that I learned is, yeah, there's not a one size fit all. Like I think mm-hmm. doing things that one, I would have like done. I'm kind of selfish, but you know, <laughs> oh, I would like this, right? Like, let yeah. me do this for mm-hmm. this person. And mm-hmm. I think that's one thing I realized is one listening, like your grandmother knew your favorite candies, knew what, what you needed, knew what to put in your box. Right. Even when she suggested luggage for you, like I'm the person I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to get you this luggage. Right. I, I think this is what's best for you. Right. Yeah. That is something I had to learn. Like, no, nah, motherfucker, I know what's best for you. Right. Yeah. Like, nah. um, I had to learn that in my romantic relationships and being told that I was like, oh, this is how I show love. Right. Like mm-hmm. by doing things, because that's how mm-hmm. I, you know, when people do things for me or when people, you know, have my favorite snacks and it's like, well, I don't give, I don't give a damn that you buy me Cheez-Its. I'm like, yeah. You know, so that is something that I had to to realize. And it mm-hmm. took me getting to know, not that I wasn't doing that, right? I wasn't, I wasn't shitty, but really intentionally getting to know who they were, right? Intentionally taking interest in things that might not interest me, but things mm-hmm. that interest them. You know how you shared the music, right? Mm-hmm. There is a music that, a music genre that you listen to that Brennan didn't listen to. And so like me, not like, like, taking that up, not in a way where I'm like, oh, this is my, I rock with this too, but also acknowledging that, validating that, making that person Mm -hmm. feel seen. And so that was one thing that I realized is like truly listening to my partner and Mm -hmm. paying attention to the things that they light up when they talk about are the Mm -hmm. things that, you know, um, makes them, brings them joy. And, but it also meant for me to make room for those things to happen because we weren't really making room for us to have like, joy and and being vulnerable saying those things that you're scared to say Mm -hmm. like I actually like this thing I actually fuck with this right um yeah and so that was that was one thing that I learned from dating relationships and now that I'm you know dating one of the big things that I'm doing is right it's it's hard out here okay it's real hard but you know (laughs) trying setting intentions every day writing them down come on, it's, come on. it's like what they say there's piss in the dating scene but you know i'm still sticking it out but but it also means me you know setting intentions with that being vulnerable mm-hmm. with the person that i am dating like really laying down that foundation and just not assuming like oh yeah we we rocking right and and then boom mm-hmm. you know five months in, it's like i'm not really rocking with you because mm-hmm. xyz so really it's, it really takes time doing the work and mm-hmm. like you said, like you mentioned, being able to, you have to do the work to be, I feel like you have to do the work in order to be able to be your authentic self. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing that I've been learning. And even as like an auntie, I, it's so funny. I think I told you, I sent my nieces and my nephew a box, right? Mm-hmm. Sent them a box. Cause after you shared the story that your grandmother was sent boxes, I was like, okay, I love that. Like I'm mm-hmm. across the nation and this is where I wasn't as intentional. 
my niece opened the box. She saw it was a Peppa Pig book. She said, I don't fuck with Peppa Pig no more. She don't lie on her. She ain't, she ain't cuss. No lie on her. She didn't cuss. She didn't cuss. But she was mad. She was mad. And, you know, old me would have been like, and, you know, black folks, my brother was like, you better be happy with what you got. Like, that was a lesson for me. Like, oh, I need to like, she don't like Peppa Pig no more. Peppa Pig was last mm-hmm. year. She said, I'm six. Mm-hmm. Peppa Pig is for babies. Catch up. Catch up. That's auntie. what catch up. And that was also just me being like, I need to to talk to her more, ask her questions, right? About her interests. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you, what do you like? What do you like to do? And I think that's just a lesson for just all, like be intentional in the questions and the conversations and the noticings and the wonderings and to just go. And there's deeper. a factor of being present with that. Like you yes. said, because what somebody used to be about or what their mm-hmm. interests were. Cause again, you pull up some of that music that was on that second iPod present. Now, <laughs> and be like, I'm off that. Like yeah. mm, we've we been off that. So like you said, there's a presence that mm-hmm. is connected to intentionality. And then, you know, in talking about the ways in which you haven't always been intentional in different and various relationships, mm-hmm. like I think it's important for people to recognize like how that resentment creeps in when you Ooh. are in any type of partnership um, where there's one intentional party and one yes. not as intentional. Party. Yes, yes. No. And that that has I've been the one with the resentment, even in the same mm-hmm. relationship of like it's not intentional. Right. We both mm-hmm. were in that. We both didn't know how to do that and feeling unhappy. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. you're missing the mark. And I'm telling you how to how to get to the mark, but you're missing it. And I also mm-hmm. think even with that part, and this is probably another topic, but I also didn't know myself. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. I needed to know myself in order to like, to show how someone can be intentional, right? But yeah, that mm-hmm. resentment creeps in like, and no, but I think you bring up a great point that like little things go such a long way. Mm-hmm. So it's like you need to be present. You need to make sure that you are doing things, things from the lens of the person that you care about, that you want yes. to show that you are in an mm-hmm. intentional relationship with. Um, but don't overthink it. Like the little things yes. mean Ooh. so much. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, one something I had seen on Twitter and when I read it, I was like, this is really me. But it was this woman talking about. The person that she was, she was dating and she was, you know, trying to figure out what was going to be going on. Was she going to take this to the next level? Mm-hmm. But the the man she ended up marrying, one of the reasons, and I'm pretty sure there were a ton of them. But one of the reasons why she felt so connected to him was because he learned how she took her coffee. And I was like, mm. I relate to this because anyone who knows me, like if you really rock with me, you yes. like, I can tell the closeness of my relationship with the person <laughs> if they know how to take my coffee. Like if mm. you bring me some strong coffee, it don't got no cream, no sugar. It doesn't have flavor. Like I know that you were just doing a nice gesture, but you don't know me. Yes. Like, but if you, mm. if you know how I take my coffee, like then I know how locked in we are. Yes. And whether whether you're getting it from a coffee shop, whether you're making it yourself, but it just shows like to sit and to listen and be like, for me, it's like if you can come with what I need to kickstart my day and mm-hmm. you know exactly, exactly what's going to kickstart my, kickstart my day the way I needed to, like you're invested. Mm-hmm. Like you've listened, you've observed, you've asked questions, mm-hmm. you you know the you know my orders. Like you yes. know where I go to get my coffee. And so it's a simple gesture like that that shows intentionality. Mm-hmm. Um, you ain't just pull up and just get, you know, like how my grandma used to drink her coffee all black <laughs> with, with, you know, a scoop of sugar. Absolutely not. Like, yes. that's not me. Thank you. But no, thank you. I'm, yes. I will not be sipping on this mm-hmm. today. Um, mm-hmm. So 
I just love that example because I have had not only people in my personal life, my friends, my family, but I've had clients come in and they're in emotional discord with their romantic partner, their parents, their children, their friends at their place of employment. And it's this lack of intentionality, like Mm -hmm. regardless of what the presenting problem is, that's always embedded in there somewhere. Somebody is not seeing you. Somebody is Mm -hmm. not you know, reciprocating love in the way that you give it out. And so I feel like it's such a challenge and a problem that we don't give a lot of space to talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why I was like, no, we got to talk about this because the only people talking about and thinking about intentionality are intentional people. So everybody else is just like coasting on by and just going with the wind. They're not worried about this. So it's, it's the folks that are constantly seeing you and validating Mm -hmm. you and creating space for you that be burnt out. They'd be like, you know what? I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want nobody in my life. Like you said, I'm tired. I'm Mm -hmm. always the one. And so this is, you know, a loving call out, um, you know, slight shade to those of Thank us you. who yes. need to be more present, to be more intentional. Mm-hmm. This is your message. You know, this is your sign to be serious about creating space for the people you claim to love and showing them that on and the trying. smallest scale and even on the big scales. Mm-hmm. And that's that's I'm taking it. And and that's something that I, and it's something that I start doing like at the half of the year, like, okay, let me be more intentional. So I feel like mm-hmm. I get so tunneled vision that I need mm-hmm. to pause and be in the present. Right. And yeah, take that time. And like, I love the coffee example too, because if someone gave me my coffee the way that I like it, that means the whole time you were thinking I was on your mind. That makes me feel so loved. You love me. Like, like honestly, I'd be like, you love me. me. Like, even if you didn't tell me, you lo- child, you love yes. me. Now. Whether you knew it or not, you love me. Right. You know, and I think that is so important. And, I, and that's how I want people to feel. And, I, mm-hmm. and it's a reminder, especially when I get wrapped up in work or just like, just with just life. Right. I want people mm-hmm. to feel like I was loved by her as a friend, as an aunt, as a teacher, as mm-hmm. a, you know, we were lovers. I don't know. I, I feel like using lovers sounds so like you sound old. Scandalous. You sound like somebody granny, right? Yeah, like that I'll, too. You sound like a scandalous <laughs> granny <laughs> <laughs> with red, red um, nail polish. Ooh, not the red oval nails, please. Yes. No, no. Um, but no, I I think that is a good call, and, and especially as the new year come, that is one thing that I really want to make sure. And I've been telling mm-hmm. all my friends, I'm being intentional. I'm you know putting in the work and to show you that I care about you and mm-hmm. being, you know, observing, asking those questions. I just had a friend today, I asked her a follow-up question to something, you know, that was like last week. And she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for like asking about that. Just the mm-hmm. little things, right? Yeah. But it it takes effort, effort on the, the other end to do that and just not assume and not coast, which is something I'm so used to doing. Absolutely. And some of the tips that I would give anybody that is really like listening to this, like, okay, um, I hear you. I've been mm-hmm. called out. Like, um, I, I want to rise to the challenge. What do what's I need next? to do? Yes. What's next? Yes. Like you said, what's next? What is mm-hmm. the action plan? You know, get, get your notebook out. But some of the tips for being intentional, the first thing to keep in mind is you are what you attract. So you're putting this out in the world because you you're doing it f- authentically you want mm-hmm. to just be an intentional person you want people to feel loved by you but you attract that back like you said because when you get into a friendship a partnership a relationship where you're always around an intentional person they 
in some ways force you to rise to the challenge. Again, yeah. I was like, ooh, like my grandma's stepping. Like I got to step like her. You know <laughs> yes. what I'm saying? I'm like, Brendan, don't play. Like I gotta be, I gotta show up as a present friend. Mm-hmm. So like when people, when you model this, you get it back. Even though that's not what you set out to do, that's what happens. So yes. you have to keep in mind, you are what you attract. You will cultivate a village of mm-hmm. intentional folks by mm-hmm. being an intentional person. Um, and then as we've just been talking about, like you have to observe and ask, you know, you have to think about what works for Raven, what makes you feel validated, what makes you feel seen and loved mm-hmm. is going to be different than for someone, what makes yeah. me feel seen and loved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the person listening to this. So again, it's not a one size fits all. It's not something that you just do and just pass out to everybody. Um, so you have to be observant. You have to ask questions. Like you mm-hmm. said, you just followed up with something that a friend told you. And she's like, yeah. Dang, thank you for remembering. Thank you for thinking of me. Um, and there's an evaluation process that goes with this. Like you were just saying, like it's, checking and evaluating yourself. What are your yes. motives? What are your intentions? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to do something because you want to do it? You know, yes. is my grandma projecting and trying to give me this yes. luggage because she really just, <laughs> you know, she saw it on sale and that's all she want to buy me. She, yes. Or she's like, you know what? I think you need this, but you, you know yourself best. So she let me fail yeah. for, which is another topic for another day. Cause I was out there looking a mess <laughs> um, until I did give me some luggage. And again, I had to buy it. You know, I had, yeah. it, I had it in my lap, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. you know, you evaluate what are your intentions in being intentional? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to show love to someone or are you trying to manipulate a situation or make an outcome work in your favor? Mm -hmm. Um, And with that self-evaluation, it comes checking in with the person after you've done things and you know you are you've observed, you've asked, you've done things. Hey, was this good? You know, are you cool with this? Like, you know. Mm do you feel like I'm holding my weight as your friend in a relationship? Like, Hey, are we on the same level? Are we on the same trajectory? Mm -hmm. So there is a self-evaluation and then it's checking in with the people that you're attempting to be intentional with. Um, And then I think the most important thing to keep in mind about this entire process is that validation. Like you are allowing people to know what they mean to you and you're Mm -hmm. showing them that at different intervals in different ways that are not always physical. They're not always monetary. It's just Mm -hmm. being there. It's sitting with people. It's creating space. It's being a shoulder for them. It's following up on something that was really important to them. It's remembering that there are rough times. This is the anniversary of somebody passing or, hey, I remember, you know, you really uh, wanted to go on this trip. And you weren't able to, how are Mm -hmm. you doing? You know, so it's just that it's that unconditional regard and that being seen that comes with intentionality. That is what makes all of our relationships meaningful. And and one thing I was thinking, too, is not assuming when you said ask, like, yes, do Mm -hmm. not assume because that's one thing that I do. And assuming gets my ass fucked up. So (laughs) (laughs) don't assume, ask, don't be afraid to ask those questions and have those conversations. So. I think one thing I'm going to do with my niece who said I don't mess with Peppa Pig no more is observe and ask, like be more intentional with my questionings and with just spending more time. I think that showed me like, damn, yeah, she ain't four no more. She's six. Like she really ain't fucking with Peppa Pig. Right. And, and making sure I'm, I'm listening to folks and just taking that, taking that extra time to do that. I love that. I love that. I love your vulnerability as always. Like you will get on here and do a self read real quick. (laughs) I hope that it calls somebody to the challenge to be like, I haven't been thinking about this. And it's like, yeah, we talking to you. If you haven't been thinking about being intentional, this episode was for you. So on that note, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you're still not following us on Instagram or Twitter, please do so at Hughes to Healing. That's H-U-E-S to Healing. No spaces. 
We'll also have this linked in the episode notes, but our Instagram is where you'll find our mental health resource guide and it's a space for us to connect. Yes, we want to hear from y'all. Please tell us what's working. Maybe you have some questions as you're navigating this journey, but just know that between Janae and I, we got y'all covered. We're going to keep it real because we are also going on this journey with you. So with that being said, Janae, is there anything you want to let them know before we sign off? Be intentional in all that you do. And as always, you know, I like to tell y'all this, that if no one else has said it to you today, you got this. And shout out to you for making it this far on the episode, but most importantly, for making the commitment to your mental health to show up and engage with us. Yes, I thought I wanted to do a chair. Be intentional. Be, be intentional. (laughs) Not this year. You know what? So until next time, we will talk to y'all later. Take care.